Let's buckle up and get cozy here. It's we got time, a, yeah. It's kind of a doozy. It's, it's Grab a bevy. Let's so, get into it. <laughs> help her click through TikTok videos while she's on the treadmill. And while it is oh do my that, gosh. depending on like, if you have a family, what kind of jobs you have, like where you're at in your life, sometimes you have to sacrifice. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like, not right at all. Emergency called my gynecologist. I'm kind of freaking out right now. Like I feel a little dizzy. Like I just feel like I'm losing a lot of blood. Holy. Time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. This is episode four here at Loud Talk, and I do have a very special guest today, Sophia. If you want to introduce yourself, hello. I am so excited to be here. This is my first ever like podcast. Anything. I feel so honored to be able to talk on your podcast. I think we really are going to hit it off today. But yeah, I am, I don't even know what I would call myself. I am an online coach and personal trainer. Um, I own my own business. That's like my main thing that I do, but I also post on social media kind of for fun to advertise myself. I love sharing my life as you guys will probably get to know me on this podcast. I definitely love to talk about all things girly. Um, and yeah, we've kind of connected over social media and I'm just so, so excited to be here. No, I'm so excited to have you on. I discovered your TikTok account, I want to say like maybe back in the summer. Love your content. Um, definitely like I feel like you don't even have like one niche. Like you kind of just do it all. Um, where like yes. fitness yeah. to beauty to just clothing, food, like literally everything and anything, like you can find it on her social media pages. You guys have to check her out after this podcast because you'll be obsessed the minute you check out her videos but um I want to hear more about you mentioned there like your kind of journey as like a fitness coach how it all started and what you kind like a what your day-to-day kind of looks like in that kind of job I don't know too much about it um since like I know like your content side of things from what I see on TikTok but I'd love to know more about that yeah absolutely thank you for asking that question it's always so interesting and the beauty of like a health and fitness journey is that everybody has a different starting point, a different why. And it's always so interesting, whether you're a fitness coach or not, whether you work out for fun or not, it's always so interesting to hear other people's whys and how they got started into it. Um, But I have been active my whole life. I grew up playing sports, soccer and lacrosse, um, super active. It was like my personality chose my identity. Like it was always practice, practice. And that's just what I love to do. Um, I ended up playing um, like year round lacrosse in high school. I was committed to play division one lacrosse, um, decided last minute my senior year that I did not want to play a division one sport. So I decided to decommit. And then I applied to University of Oregon, got in early acceptance. And I decided to go like the normal school route there. Right. Um, when I got to Oregon, I, the first week was like, everyone's scared of the freshman 15. So I was like, I need to do something like I need to be active. Cause I've, you know, practiced for my entire life. Like, what am I going to do now that I don't you know, have practice. So I started out in a gym, like every other girl, I feel like experiences on the treadmill, 
and maybe doing like one or two leg machines that didn't look super intimidating. And then I would go home because I genuinely had no idea what to do. Even though in high school, I was 17, I worked at a gym. That was my first job ever was working front desk, um, at a gym. And so I got used to like the gym setting, but I was never fully comfortable in it. And then it kind of just started from there. Like, you know, you start from square one, you start kind of playing around with different machines. You meet some people there, you meet some friends who maybe know a little more, and then you just continue to learn. And I'd say my journey really started um, my freshman summer going into my sophomore year. I started working out a lot. I started to follow more of like a workout routine. And I actually was starting to like gain muscle and see the results. I'm like, oh, this is like really addicting. Like I totally understand you know, why people do this, but it was only really just for fun. It was for fun. Um, my major in college was PR and advertising and I have a minor in business administration. So, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't have a dream job. I never had a dream job. So going into my senior year, I ended up transferring from university of Oregon to university of Nevada, Reno, um, and finishing out my schooling there during COVID. So it was all online, but then at the beginning of my senior year, I met my coach, um, who is super awesome. He is a professional bodybuilder. I'm not a bodybuilder, obviously, by any means, but I met him and he's like, let's start training together. And I'm like, you know what? I've done everything that I could do, but I'm still not seeing the results I want. I'm going to hire somebody. So I did within like two months, I just fell in love with the coaching client process that we had. And I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. So I signed up for my CPT. I got it within six weeks, studied my butt butt off being a full-time student and also like working almost full-time as a nanny. You know, being a nanny is awesome. It's like the best job in college, but it's a lot, it's a lot to do. So I did that. And then I basically told him like, listen, I am not doing a traditional nine to five. I'm going to open up my own LLC. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to be a boss bitch coach because I know that I can change lives. Like this is my passion. I know that I'm going to be good at this. My parents were super, super supportive. I'm very, very lucky for that. They were like, we believe in you. We know you can do it go ahead and do it. So then after I graduated college, I just started my business and I started kind of figuring out, um, life. And I feel like, you know, it's, we can all relate to this, but graduating college, um, like that 22, I'm turning 24 actually tomorrow. This age is so weird. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but this age is so weird and, and the adjustment of everyday life is weird. Every single day for me, for my job is different. I don't have, I have things that I do every day that makes me feel like I'm in a routine, but it truly is very different every day. I'm very lucky where, um, I'm super flexible with my hours. I can be because I work for myself, but, um, I do struggle with, um, finding time to myself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a double-edged sword with social media and working on there and running your own business where, I get the luxury to not work a nine to five. And if I wanted to take a day off, I absolutely could. And I have that luxury to do that whenever I want. Um, So when I feel exhausted and worn out, I feel like I can't feel that way because I feel so lucky to do the job I do. You know, it's kind of like that double-edged sword where I feel bad for feeling bad or tired. Um, So yeah, my day-to-day looks very different. I would say that, you know, it's very much like 
couple hours a day that I'm working on my business, whether it's client check-ins, doing new programming, consultation calls, um, you know, weekly modules for my clients, stuff like that, or whether it's editing content that I filmed at the gym, you know, working out's a big part of my day. So I'll film, film there, come home, edit it, you know, all the different things. I never have a content, um, schedule. I just film whatever I want, whenever I want. I never plan my content. Cause I'm like, you just never know what you're going to feel like, but that's kind of a, kind of my life story, how I got to, to doing what I'm doing now. And yeah, it all was the luck of the draw. I feel like I very much lucked out, um, being able to be successful, um, in this industry, knowing now it's just such a saturated market. Yeah. And I think you touched on so many great points because it's, it's hard, like coming out of like high school and even while you're university, like you don't know what you want to do with your life. Right. Like, and the thing is, I think for a lot of us, that window is so narrow you know, we know mm-hmm. like traditional nine to five jobs and like, we don't even know what we would like to do until you kind of experience it. And like you said, like it wasn't until you had your personal trainer that you were like, oh, this is something that I might actually enjoy. Right. And yes. um, it's crazy how some things can just turn in. You can just turn things into a career for yourself. Right. Like I still work mm-hmm. a traditional nine to five. I'm on my engineering internship at the moment, but I also do like content creating full time. So it's interesting because I totally relate to you when you say like, you know, you have that flexibility and, you know, I still have my nine to five, but after those hours are done, I have the flexibility to just like go home and relax. Like most people who work a nine to five, but since I do content too, it's like, well, I have to get the, you know, like I have this kind of thing in my brain where I'm like, well, I shouldn't just like waste my free time. I should like, you know, do content. Exactly. And when it comes to weekends, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I should take a day off and rest because I'm like exhausted. But then it's like, okay, I'll just film like one TikTok, you know, and I, I kind of, because I love it so much and because content creating did start off like as a hobby and I have such a passion for it. Sometimes I like trick my mind and I'm like, well, it's not like, you know, like I won't do like a brand video today. It's just like a get ready with me, like a video for myself. But like right. when you're in that like work mindset and when it is something that consumes much of your life you get sucked in so easily sometimes and then you're like still editing like late into the night or like you're like let me just respond to one more comment or you know so, like let me just check this never post. ends yeah yeah yes so it never ends and it's funny you say that because I'm actually on a social media <laughs> cleanse right now like <laughs> just yeah. a little break I had a little minty b yesterday and for those of you guys who don't know what a minty b is it's a mental breakdown okay we all have them um and I just you know, whether you do social media for work, whether you just post for fun or whether you just sit there and ingest social media, it's something I feel like we're still trying to wrap our head around where it's exhausting to this level that we don't really know. We're trying to still wrap our heads around it. Cause we're like, is it really that exhausting? It's like, we gaslight ourselves all the time into thinking like, it's really not that exhausting. It's not taking up that much time. It's not that, why am I tired from just posting a couple videos or whatever? And it's like, I think we're starting to come to terms with the burnout that you feel with it, no matter what you're doing with social media, it's just exhausting. And I just, I had it yesterday. I was like, I can't, I need to, I put all my like apps on like a time sensor on my phone. And I haven't been on for like a whole 24 hours now, which sounds a little silly, but it's been a breath of fresh air, but I get what you mean by it being consumed. Cause it's like, well, let me just, just check this one DM or let me just and post then, this like, one video. Domino effects. Yeah. You just like get into the rabbit hole. And I think also 
because like when you put those restrictions on yourself like I'm not gonna check it you know like you can't like you put those barriers up because I find myself sometimes I'll go on my phone and I'll go on to TikTok or I'll go on to Instagram like without even thinking about it like it's just like instinct yes. just like open up yes. my apps yes check my email you know like it's like wait I didn't even like process that going on TikTok you know like it's just happens and I was watching mm-hmm. I was watching TikTok the other day but this guy came on my for you page and he was talking about how we can't even like do like an everyday task without having like simulate like you know stimulation going on and he's like throughout my day you know I wake up I'll like play music while I'm getting ready or watch a YouTube video like I'll have something on then while I'm like responding to emails I'll throw a show on when I'm having my lunch and it's like my break I'll scroll TikTok when I'm doing this you know and it's like he's like if I And he's like, I went, he's like, it really hit me when I went to the gym today and I forgot my headphones and I walked back home to grab my headphones before going to the gym again, because he's like, I can't work out without my headphones to listen to music. So, it's, and that really like hit me because I was like, wow, like I feel that way sometimes too. Like, I'm like, yeah. well, I can, like do this while I'm getting other stuff done. We're just so used to like having that extra stimulation in our day-to-day yes. life. Silence in our generation is so incredibly loud and <laughs> it's not something that we can deal with. And I just, I always am so fascinated by social media, not because I studied it in college, but because it just, we are still experiencing this phenomenon of, of social media. We oh, no. experienced everything when Instagram first came out and Snapchat and you know, kick messenger and like all these different apps that have Twitter, like all these different apps that have come out. And it's just so interesting to see how much it's changed the world, but also just affected us in our, in our day-to-day lives. And it's hard to just be silent and not sit on your phone or go on a device. And it's funny because I saw this video like a couple weeks ago and it was this, um, lady was talking about how she got a Bluetooth clicker that will help her click through TikTok videos while she's on the treadmill. And while if you do that and you bought it or you thought about it or whatever, it's your, do what you got to do to get you through, you know, some cardio. I get it. Cardio is brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That to me was like, okay, this is where we're headed. Like you could do a million other things while you're walking. I love to read while I walk. That's like my thing. I know it's a little crazy. Some people get dizzy by it, but I love to read whether it's a real book or I'll have like my iPad just kind of propped up on the treadmill and I'll just read. I love doing that because it keeps me in the moment. It's a little escape and also makes cardio go by really fast. So if you've never tried, I definitely recommend, but I'm just like the fact, so she didn't have to scroll with her thumb. It was like, so she was walking and I'm like, wow, that like, it just didn't sit right with me. I was a little bit like, Ooh, this is kind of this Just is kind of a lot right and now that you bring that up I, so like I I've been going to the gym for I want to say like a year now my brother really got me into it um because he's mm-hmm. really like more on that bodybuilder type side of things yeah. he's gotten like so big in the past year it's crazy like I'm like where did my little brother go um <laughs> but like he took me with him one day and I was like not a gym person like I grew up playing some sports I'm like dance and played b- basketball but whenever it came time to like for like practices like basketball practice I dreaded them every morning so I like hated cardio I like the only cardio I really like is like dancing um but like yeah, when- I love that. That, and that's cardio kicks your ass dancing yeah, but it's you so need much fun. Cardio, take a dance class 
yeah it's so yeah. fun but like running not for me like you know it's just not for me but he's like come to the gym with me and I'm like Nick I like don't it's not my thing and he's like well I don't like run or anything I just like lift weights and I'm like lifting weights like I'm literally gonna embarrass myself you know like I was just like mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so because I did like a bunch of like hit workouts that I literally would just like have to drag myself through like I hated them yeah. so I was like fine I'll go with you and I was so lost like he was like okay we're gonna like squat and I was like my form like I just felt so uncomfortable in the gym because yes. I was just like looking around me and I was like everyone knows what they're doing and I'm so lost but I started going more and more with him and I, I ended up really liking it and I was like okay I actually really enjoy weightlifting because you know it gets my heart rate up but I'm also not like I don't feel miserable while I'm doing it and I love yes. like little pauses I like that you can like throw a playlist on it's just like really good but the times where I do force myself to do like like a little treadmill or like a stairmaster like I, I tend to do the stairmaster because yes, I find that we get a good burn from it but I yes. just have a hard time like not watching the clock I do have yeah to- oh my god and-, and, and one minute of cardio feels like an hour you sure. look and you're like oh I must be almost done you're like two and a half minutes in and you're like yeah. what yeah so I do find like I'll throw on like a YouTube video or something to kind of you know yes. like try to absolutely keep focus on the video and not like watch the little time but then I'll start looking at yeah. how much time has gone through the YouTube video and I'm like you know yes. so I never get it but no like it's just um it's just kind of crazy and I, I definitely like when I heard that guy talking about like leaving his airpods at home like I only work out listening to music you know unless I'm like going yeah. with someone and even then like I'll keep like one airpod in or something but like yes you need yeah it's just it's so like normal I feel like for us now but it's also interesting to think because like let's say TikTok for example like for us like we're creators so it's very like mm-hmm. embedded into our lives right but even for yes. someone who doesn't create content and is a consumer I would say like most people in our generation like spend a lot of their day on TikTok let's say right or whatever other Absolutely. social media but it's crazy to think like TikTok is such a big part of our lives now but it was literally not even around a few years ago so insane it's I've never seen an app have quite this big I don't think anybody has and they can all speak for it um quite this big of an impact especially the timing of it coming out and then the timing of the pandemic hitting and us having to stay at home like I didn't even download TikTok until it was probably like April of 2020 so it was like right after the lockdown happened and I went home and was with my family and stuff I was like what is this TikTok app that people are talking about and I didn't really even like it at first I was like this is kind of dumb like why do I want to watch people dancing like you know it was a very different TikTok too back in 2020 where it was really just dancing it wasn't vlogging or lifestyle or very intimate as it is now it's changed quite a bit um but I'm like what is this yes I was yeah exactly too with downloading it and I remember like when I first had it like I just had like a personal like private TikTok that I would just like post like Mm -hmm. with my friends you know um but I started doing YouTube like as a content creator in 2014 so I've been doing that for a long time Mm -hmm. and like bless my parents and my like family for just like supporting me through that because like I still to say like it's wild like I was 13 years old like posting videos in my room doing my makeup like my parents were like what are you doing you know like because it wasn't like a now everyone makes videos and stuff but back then like no one did it so it was just like kind of weird for them but they supported me through it and Mm -hmm. I'm like so grateful for that but I had friends telling me like and even my brother like get on TikTok like you're already making content for YouTube like do it on TikTok I'm like uh 
it's not for me like I'm like I'm not a TikToker yeah. you know like I love to dance and all but I'm not like the like you know TikTok dancing type yes. like, certainly dancing yes. for fun I think we all did that but yes. like, I just don't think it's for me right um right. and then I actually started posting like beauty related TikTok videos in 2021 so I feel like in April 2021 so I feel like I was yes. really late to the game of like posting on there but now yes. it's crazy because like TikTok's like my primary platform and mm-hmm. I think it really like you know excelled me like in the content creator space to be able to even grow like my YouTube channel more and like my Instagram yeah. more and it's just like it's crazy because I was like so against posting on there and then like now yeah. I did it but yeah, like I wanted to ask though, like what kind of got you into creating on TikTok? Like, was it kind of like by accident? Did you go into it like intending mm-hmm. to be like a creator? Not at all. Not at all. Oh my God. I like, and I wasn't even against it. I just didn't okay. understand it. And I just was like, well, eh, like I'll download it for fun. Like, yeah. yeah, these are some funny videos, whatever. Um, but I created, I first created my Instagram. Um, I had like my normal regular personal Instagram that I had since like seventh grade when I first yeah. started it. Um, and I started to post a little bit of fitness content on there when I met my coach. And then I was like, oh, I was a little embarrassed because I was like, people from high school follow me, yes. like old college, new college people follow me. I'm like, this is weird. Like I'm embarrassed to post. So I'm just going to create an account that's fitness only. And if people follow me there, they can. So I created my Instagram in September of 2020, beginning of my senior year. And I was like, it was just for fun. And I started to post on TikTok too. And it was mostly just fitness stuff, like workouts. It wasn't any, I was never talking to the camera. It wasn't even voiceovers. It was just to trending songs. And I had one video in December of 2020 that on TikTok that had blown up. It got like I think it got like two and a half million views and it was a before and after video of like what the video was, what I, exercises I used to do to grow my booty versus exercises I do now. And it was like me doing like body weight or bands versus like actually like deadlifting and using weights and stuff. Both are good. Okay. Both are good. There's not one better than the other, but I did that and it, and it blew up and I got like couple thousand followers from there to my Instagram. And then I just kind of sat there and I was like, and I got a lot of followers on TikTok, like a lot of followers on TikTok. And I was like, whoa, that was the first time that I was like, wait a minute, like, this is how I can advertise myself and my business. Like, this is how I'm going to do this. And that was in the midst of me being like, I want to get my personal, like, I think that I can all just happened. And then when you have one video catch traction, then all of them kind of do. And then you get more people asking questions and more DMS. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is really fun. I love doing this. And then I started just to talk on the camera and it kind of just, it just kind of happened from there. And it was, there was no intention behind it. I didn't post the video. I remember I posted it at night. It was like a seven o'clock at night. I posted it. I put my phone down for the night. And then the next day I wake up and I had all these followers on Instagram. I'm like, what's going on. And then that's kind of what really made it happen. And that's why I say like, it only takes one video. It only takes one video to kind of catch traction for people to start to follow you and like you and ask questions and the algorithm, like it's, it's crazy, but that's kind of how, how it happened for me. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And around what time 
was this? I mean, honestly, okay. So it was like December, January of 2021, like December, 2020. It was like right before the new year in 2021. I graduated college in 2021. Um, I still though, when I graduated college, I only had like, I want to say maybe 3,500, 4,000 followers on Instagram and maybe like 20 on TikTok. So I was by no means like huge in any way for me that that was like big numbers and kind of a big deal but running my business at the beginning like right when I had gotten started it was really difficult because I'm like how I'm I'm advertising myself as much as I can but like I'm this is my career and my livelihood like I need to make money I need to get clients I need to like double overtime with content and just keep pushing it so I can like grow my business and it kind of just happened from there but it, uh, yeah, it was like around summertime of, of 2021 that things kind of started to really pick up for me. And it's kind of just been, I feel like just a slow escalation from there. It's, I mean, we all go through our lulls where we, you know, maybe our content isn't being pushed out as more, we're not getting a lot of followers or interest in our business and stuff. We all go through those times, but it always eventually picks back up, you know? So it's, it's very much up and down. Yeah, and like with algorithm changes and stuff, and I don't know like if you get this too, but I've talked about this in the past, but kind of that like stress of like when, you know, we are in those like kind of lulls and like we're not getting the views, we're not getting the followers, and then you're like panicking because you're like, is that it? Like, have I lost? Because I always kind of, and I think that's part of like the work ethic, especially with social media, because it can literally all like disappear tomorrow. I always have that mindset, you know, like I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, my videos are like relevant now, but like you know, they may not be tomorrow. So I always have to be like coming up with new content ideas and all this to drive views and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you get in those lulls and you like post a few videos and they're like low views or low engagement, you're just like, uh-oh, like. Yeah, uh, it's, no. it's again, it's, it's just feeling bad about feeling bad. It's so stressful. And then I just sit there and you're like, I feel, I don't know, for me personally, I'm like, I just feel so silly. Like what, it, it doesn't matter. And you try to tell yourself, it's not about the numbers. It's not about the yes. views or the followers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. But then you sit there and it consumes you. And it and then uh, you sit there and you're like, the fact that this is consuming me is almost like embarrassing. Like, yes. why am I letting this take over my life? But like, it's, it's just it. come to a point where we kind of just have to accept it. Yeah. 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 And it definitely takes the fun of it. And I always try to think back like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. upset about like X amount of views right now, but like, I would have killed for that number of views. Like, a while back I was first starting out right so it's like you gotta like never forget to reel it back in you know and um mm-hmm. remember like I'm posting this like get ready with me like because I love it you know not necessarily yeah. like for the views and sometimes you have to like accept like some videos are like for yourself you know and they're not the ones that mm-hmm. are viral and all that yes. they're the ones that are fun to make um yes exactly. I kind of want to ask you so you like started off posting mostly fitness content um you were growing like your Instagram at the same time and then because I when I started off on TikTok I was just doing like skincare makeup reviews but I wasn't really showing my face or I would like apply the product on but like it was mostly like voiceover or like with a trendy sound or I would always use like the t- uh the text to speech option which I don't think they yes. have anymore I think they got I don't rid- know it's weird sometimes I see it on videos and sometimes I don't I don't use it anymore but I don't think I don't know if it's an option anymore yeah yeah, because I like don't have that at all anymore but that's like basically what I was doing like I wasn't talking to the camera and like I talked to the camera obviously on YouTube but like for TikTok it was very just like trending sounds and just like text yeah information 
um so mm -hmm. I'm like trying to think for myself too like when I posted like my first like talking video I think it was probably like answering a question or something but now like basically yes. all my videos I post are like talking unless it's like a little vlog mm -hmm. a voiceover you know but like it's very yeah. cool that I'm not talking to the camera so when was kind of that transition for you where you kind of started bringing like some of your personality into your content I would say when some videos kind of did better than others and people would ask questions, my first time I think talking to the video was answering questions um, and just answering them with me talking. Mm -hmm. I had like, I've had a few random videos that have like gone viral and it's just been so weird because I had like some relationship ones go I think my biggest one still to this date is my birth control story um which that really was a huge yes we'll get to that that was a huge changing point for me but like the, so random things I'll just kind of talk to them in the answering the questions and then I would do like an outfit like a gym outfit check I'm like okay, okay this is from Lainey, this is from Target this is from whatever and I think then it kind of started getting into talking more to the camera yeah yeah no mm -hmm. okay yeah so speaking of your birth control video because I want to get into this because yeah. I've had my I have my thoughts on birth control and I want to hear yeah. I think we're going to have a bit to talk about here but um to give you a bit of like context I was on birth control for two years um mm -hmm. I was on the Livnisa 28 pill whatever my doctor basically said like I'll help with your like acne as well let's try it out and this is my first ever like type of birth control that I had been on so I was on it for two years and I I felt like I was kind of like gaslighting myself into thinking like I wasn't feeling any effects from it and I was like oh it's like COVID it's like being quarantined at school like you know like I was just but then I like reached this like point and I was like what the heck is going on with me because I would like any single thing in life would make me cry and like I'm already yes. a social person, but like while I was on yeah. the hill, like anything could happen and I'd be in tears. And like I could not control yeah. my emotions. Like, and it was just terrible, especially like being in university and stuff. Like I was like, okay, this is like too much. Like I'm like having too many mental breakdowns. You <laughs> know, like this is like right. what's right. going on. And I was like, the next and then I like wake up the next day and I'm like, why was I even upset about that? Like my mood was like all over the place. Um, I literally felt like I was like going through puberty again and like being like a moody teenager because I'm like and I was like you know definitely bringing this like moods onto like my family and I was like the next day like after I'd like have something that upset me I like feel so bad because I was like mm -hmm. heck, why mm -hmm. was I upset it just like literally did not feel like myself right uh, yeah so I like cut it cold turkey last year in January and I didn't even like discuss it with my doctor. Happy one year. Happy one year. Happy <laughs> Happy birth control. Um, but I was like just so tired of it that I just like stopped taking it. Like I had one more week left of just like the placebo pill. So I just like took the last like actual pill and then I was like done. Like we're done with this. Didn't even discuss mm -hmm. with my doctor. I just stopped taking it. And around the same time, mm -hmm. I like started getting into the gym too. So like I think like yeah. I honestly like probably you know obviously it takes a while to like flush out of your body and all this stuff but I felt like my mood was like instantly better just because I knew I was like off of it you know so yes. I felt like I was like myself again like instantly just because I like came off it but I really started to see those changes as I was coming off the pill like a few months mm -hmm. in like two three months and then 
um, I was told like it would take a while for the hormones to like completely be gone, which like it's it's so insane to me because when I first got on the pill, my doctor told me it might take a few tries to like find the pill that's for you, but it's like it takes a couple months to adjust to one pill, and then it takes a couple months to get off. So it's like, how many times yes. do you need to like take you know like all these different pills? So I like noticed that immediate change in like my mood and everything that I felt like way more motivated and that was the one thing that like really pushed me to get off of it is once I started literally not wanting to do school I literally what like hated my degree at that point and I love the degree I'm in so I was like there's something wrong um I didn't Mm -hmm. feel motivated to like make content like I didn't want to film my YouTube videos which those were like my safe place you know so I was what the heck like that that's really when I was like something is really wrong I'm done like I can't Mm -hmm. yes but six months after I stopped taking the pill that's when my like skin freaked the fuck out like I was like whoa and yeah I like talked to some doctors and stuff and they're like no like I think it's just like you just need to go on Accutane I'm like listen like the only thing I changed was coming off the birth control six months ago this has to be like because like you could see the progression like over the six months of my acne getting worse and worse and worse so I'm like it has to be like a hormonal imbalance that like the birth control had like because if you think about it like you're pumping like hormones into your body every day and then all of a sudden you take that out your yep. body will freak out yep. right so yeah, absolutely yeah and now I'm like working to like heal my hormonal balance like imbalance more naturally and like that's all going good but like that was like kind of my experience with birth control and I don't think I'll ever go on a pill ever again but I want to like yeah. you know obviously I've watched your video but I want to kind of talk about it and kind of let yes. listen here in on like your story with it. Yes. Yes. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry that you experienced that. I think it's so important that we do share our stories yes. because I know that a lot of women are experiencing this right now. And for you to hop on social media, we all know that TikTok especially is a beast and yes. to share your experience and, you know, your skin progression is truly so inspirational. I can't imagine you know, how difficult that is, you know, it's rewarding, but equally as difficult to hop on social media and really just kind of be vulnerable and expose yourself. So the fact that you're doing that, I know is helping so, so many people. So shout out to you for just being awesome and doing that because it's not easy to do that at all. You can hide behind the filters very easily and you don't do that. And I know that it's helping so many people. I love watching your videos when it comes to that and just seeing the people in the comments. It's just, it really is changing lives. So you're amazing for that. And I'm sorry that you did go through that, but just know that you're not alone. Um, my birth control story, hopefully you guys have a little bit of time. Let's, let's buckle up and get cozy here. It's kind of, it's kind of a doozy. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So (laughs) yes. So we'll get into it. So I originally started birth control when I was 15 years old before I was sexually active because my periods were so bad. I had just had such a heavy flow. It was genetics. I mean, my mom was the same way. My mom's mom was my grandma. It just, it kind of is what it is. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people, I think a lot of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it, what are we going to do? I was like, well, you know, we had, I'm very close with my family too. I mean, my parents, my sister, it's the four of us We're very, very close. So I'm always telling them about what's going on in my life, how I'm feeling, whatever. My mom's like, okay, well we can, you know, we can go to the doctors and see, you know, maybe you'll get put on birth control if you want to. And so, you know, I went and they're like, yeah, like if you want to start, you know, just the generic pill, we'll get you started on that. It'll really control your bleeding and kind of level things out. And of course I'm like 15 at the time. I'm like, 
for sure. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, I don't really, you know, I don't know any different. And my mom, you know, my mom never pressured me into it. Um, but it was something at the point where like, I needed to do it because there was no way that I was going to be able to get through like my, my next periods without it. So I started just the generic pill. Um, and during high school, it was honestly great. I didn't notice any crazy. I didn't get any crazy weight gain. I didn't, you know, break out a lot. Like it was just fine. My, my, hormones, I think were leveled out. I mean, I was so young and high school is such a doozy in itself. I think everything was just okay. Um, then I took that for about like four years and then I was on pretty much the same pills for four years. And my freshman year of college around, I remember it was like around St. Patrick's day. So like March, I, had this period that like, I just would not stop bleeding. And I started blood clotting really badly. And it was like the size of like golf balls, blood clots that were coming out. And I was like, okay, this is like, not right at all. So I call like emergency called my gynecologist. I'm like, this is what's going on. Like, I'm kind of freaking out right now. Like I feel a little dizzy. Like, I just feel like I'm losing a lot of blood. And he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, well, you know, sometimes your body rejects birth control. If you've been on it for a long time, you'd be a perfect candidate for an IUD. And I was like, I was, you know, 19 at the time. So I was like, okay, sure. Like, that sounds great. I don't care anything to help out what's going on. That's fine. So I flew home that next week. So I was at Oregon at the time. So I flew back from, um, there to the Bay area, which I was born and raised. I got my IUD and I got the Mirena IUD and, um, it was pretty painful. I have a really high pain tolerance. So for me, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but I will say that it's, it's a pretty, um, invasive and really brutal procedure. It should be something I believe that you should have some type of pain medication for, or have the option to be on something while you're getting it inserted, because it's quite, uh, I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's very, it's traumatic for some people. I know that for sure. Some people say it's like worse. Yeah. It's like worse than some of them giving childbirth. There's no option or anything. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I got it in. It was fine. I bled for about a month after that. Cause usually when you get it in, you'll kind of bleed quite a while after. And honestly, it was amazing for the first year and a half that I had it. It was, I had no periods. I had no acne. I really was just kind of having my fun in college. I didn't have to worry about, you know, anything. It worked. It did its job. And then it just, and then it just stopped working. Um, and I didn't know at the time what it was from, but I started getting yeast infections all the time. And I'm a very, very hygienic person, super, super hygienic, but I started getting recurring yeast infections and UTIs. And I thought that it was something with my kidneys or something with my system. Like I never, ever, ever turned to it being my IUD or birth control. I was like, oh my God, maybe I need to get like an ultrasound or I need to get checked for this. Like, do I have something going on with me? All, everything came back normal. Um, and then I started getting reoccurring BV, which BV is bacterial vaginosis. Mm-hmm. And it basically is just a bacterial infection down there. It, it's common. It happens happens all the time. You don't have to have an IUD to have it. It's, it happens a lot. Um, but my main, uh, symptom of that was the fact that I smelt like fish. I smelt fishy and my discharge was just horrible. I mean, I would smell myself at work. It's the most mortifying experience ever. And at the time I'm still dating, um, 
my same boyfriend. We've been together for over four years now, but I was dating my boyfriend Nash at the time. And that really, um, scarred me for a long time. And it's still something that I'm working through because now I'm against my body. I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. I'm having a lot of issues and I can't figure it out. I got, I kept getting tests done. Everything was coming back normally. The IUD looked normal. It was fine. Um, but then I started developing really bad insecurities with yes. my body. And then it came to the point where I completely, and this was like my last straw that made me get off of birth control, but I completely lost my sex drive. Yes. And that on top of the reoccurring BV, which I would get BV and for BV, you, you take, you know, a pill for it and stuff. You can't drink or whatever, but the BV medication would give me a yeast infection, which happens a lot when women take medications, they get yeast infection. So I literally had BV yeast infection, BV yeast infection for like six months straight. And, and then during that time of being going through all this with my body, I didn't feel comfortable down there. Even my boyfriend at the time, we were dating for like over two years at that point. And then it led to me completely losing my sex drive. And I had this whole breakdown and I was like talking to Nash, my boyfriend, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't even feel like myself. Like, I feel like I'm having an out of body experience right now. I can't control my emotions. Yeah. I don't know what I didn't have an answer. So one night, when he was sleeping, I went on this rabbit hole of research and I just looked up like loss of sex drive. Like what could, what could it be? And I went down this rabbit hole of how being on hormonal birth control for a lengthy amount of time can lead to a loss in sex drive. And I kid you not, I literally went down a rabbit hole for like two hours and I realized that my reoccurring BV, oh, during this time, I completely forgot um, to mention, this was right at the beginning of COVID. I had an ovarian cyst burst that also landed me in the hospital in the emergency room at like three in the morning. Gosh. Worst pain of my life. Worst pain of my life. Like I don't ever want to feel, I'm hoping childbirth's better than that because I don't wish that upon anybody. It was horrible. So that anyways, that's a key point in the story. But I figured out during my research that, most likely the cause of me losing my sex drive was from birth control. I did a bunch of deep diving on the Mirena IUD and how it causes reoccurring BV and how it also can cause ovarian cysts. And I had this whole moment where I was like, holy fuck, I need to get this out of me. I need to get this out of me. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. So I called my mom and I was like, this is what's going on. Like, I cannot have this in me. I don't want to be on birth control anymore. Like, I think I just need to be off for a long time and then figure out what I want to do. And I was like, all right, then, then stop taking it. So called my gynecologist. I got it taken out. They tried to put me back on pills for like, they're like, do you want to go back on pills? And I was like, sure. Like just send the prescription in. Mm -hmm. Um, so for a month, I wouldn't even say for a month, I'd say like two or three weeks. I tried to, you know, I did my, the pills and stuff. And I felt so, <laughs> I couldn't even describe it. It's probably similar to how you felt just I couldn't even relate to my, I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I looked exactly. at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't even know, like it's me versus my body and not yes. me and my body. Like, I'm very much against my body right now. And I hate being like that. Yes. So then I just threw the pills out one day. I didn't finish the pack, which I don't recommend any gynecologist or doctor will tell you like, finish out whatever you're doing before you stop. And I threw it out and I began my you know, hormonal free birth control journey. And yeah, it was traumatic. I definitely, I feel like it took me three months to, to notice some changes. I didn't really feel different for like two or three months. Cause yeah, I was cycling 
out takes time. I noticed some hair thinning. I had some hormonal acne flare ups that I just started recently seeing a dermatologist for. Um, and I'd say it took me about a year and a half to heal the relationship with my body and fully get my sex drive back. And that was like, the worst part for me because I wanted that to happen overnight. But I will tell you that the next day that I woke up when I was like, officially, I'm not taking birth control anymore. I felt a weight lifted off my chest because I could finally point blame to something. I could finally be like, this is what has been going on because I was left in limbo for so long thinking that it was like my body, like something was going on with like my, you know, body or kidneys or something. And you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. So I immediately felt much better mentally. I was like, now I know what's going on. I know the reason why I found it out myself, you know, and I, I know that this is what's going on. Um, but yeah, I'm at a point now where, you know, a lot of people will comment on my TikTok videos and be like, well, what about a copper IUD? Like it's on hormone. I personally will never, ever put anything foreign inside of my body, unless if it's necessary. Like I have a few clients that have PCOS endometriosis, they have to be on birth control in order to control, um, you know, their symptoms and stuff, which I completely understand. Like, obviously you have to do what's best for you, but yeah, I'm at a point now where I will never, ever, ever do anything like that again. Um, not that I'm against it though. I'm so for doing what's best for you. If birth control worked out for me, I would, I would be happy. Like, you know, I'd be happy if it works for you, you feel great. You have no side effects freaking keep taking it girl. I wish that I was you like, do your thing. I love that for you. Like wish it worked out for me. It just didn't, you know, but yeah, that's kind of the place that I'm at now. I've learned a lot since getting off too, but that's kind of like my birth control story there. Yeah. Like, and I have some friends who like have been on it for so long, like since they were like teenagers and they're like Mm -hmm. perfectly fine on it, on it. But they just also worry too, like what's going to happen once I'm off of it, since I've been on it for like seven, eight years now, you know? And I like, I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted that too. Like I was only on it for two years. Right. And I definitely noticed the effects, um, yeah. coming off of it, like my skin being a huge one. Right. And like that, like I'm yeah. like, now, but I have so many people come on my TikTok, like now I'm scared to get off my birth control because I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. And that's kind of the thing there is that you just don't know because everyone's different. There may be similarities, but yes. like your hormones, your body is so, so different. Yeah. So when people are like, did you gain weight? Did you lose weight? Did, I'm like, I, even if I did or didn't, it, it may or may not happen to you. Right. My answer is not really going to give you no. much clarity. No. You just will never know until you find out for yourself. Exactly. And I think, yeah, like everyone's so different, but I think the huge thing here is like, always listen to your body and like listen to what it's telling you because if something's wrong it will tell you you know like if you have like like there's something underlying there and that's why I was so like against you know being told by doctors just go back on like just to go on Accutane and you know if I go on Accutane I'm gonna have to get on birth control again I had so many people in my comment in my comments saying well that's not the only like solution like you can get your blood tested every two weeks to make sure you're not pregnant or you can like be abstinent or whatever and it's like okay but why should I like decrease my quality of life just for clear Mm -hmm. skin like I was like yeah you know like that's not an option me right like absolutely an option for me and I get like some people like Accutane is the only solution I get that but for me 
I didn't feel like it was the right thing. And especially because of how like up and down my emotions were while on birth control, I was like, if I go on Accutane and birth control at the same time, like mm-hmm. that's going to ruin me, you know, like I know my body. Yeah. That's yeah. Not it. And it was just so crazy to me too, because I do think, I do think birth control has effects like on your gut health and on your liver and all like yeah. there's so many things and Accutane literally like, I mean, it literally stops your body from producing oil. So like, I like huge, like, you know, like it literally is like crazy. It changes everything, not just your skin. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, it has so much damage on your liver. And it's like, for me, I notice when I take Tylenol, like from being sick or like have like a few drinks on the weekend, I usually break out, you know? So I know now that your body, you know, you know your body so well. That's the biggest thing is that when you feel like something's wrong, log it down. That's the biggest regret that I have is not logging things down sooner than I already do now, but like, listen to your body. And I will say that most of the time, if you are wanting to get off of birth control, this isn't all the time because there's some gynecologists and doctors out there that are very much in support of that and very much will educate you and help you with that. And this is not like a bash on gynecologists or doctors at all. But a lot of the times um, they won't support that and they'll give you more options that are to get on, maybe try different birth controls. And you absolutely can go. I'm I'm sure that there is a good birth control out there for everybody and you can go through that process, but it's like, you've got to weigh the pros and cons out. And I think we've all had an experience with, you know, a doctor and gynecologist, my, my gynecologist that I had, I absolutely loved her. She ended up moving to France, which shout out to her for doing that. But she was so helpful through that experience. And I just saw a new one in the same, um, practice. And this was when, like, this was about probably seven or eight months ago, I was getting all the girly stuff checked up, you know, making sure we're all good to go. And I was explaining to her that like, one thing that I experienced, um, you know, probably like 10 or 11 months ago is I started having like really painful periods kind of out of nowhere. It was like really bizarre and I'm very in tune with my body. So I'm like, okay, this is not normal. Let me wait it out the next month. It wasn't normal, super painful, really. It was different than my normal ones that I've been having for like a year and a half. So I kind of just talked to my new gynecologist that I was seeing first time meeting. her, And I was like, yeah, I'm having these really painful periods. And I was describing all the different symptoms that I was having. And her first Her first mark was that she said, well, you know, like definitely talk about you getting you back on birth control. That's definitely going to solve and help all of these issues. Um, But it doesn't look like you're interested in that. And I just sat there and I'm like, it's not, this is the issue. You know, it's not an issue for everybody. Again, they have great, some people have great doctors and gynecologists that are willing to, to talk more and speak through it. But I'm like, your first instinct was to get me back on birth control instead of being like, Oh God, how strange. Let's maybe get your blood work done. Or have you had, you know, this done? Have you had this tested? Like maybe let's check you for, you know, unfortunately with PCOS and endometriosis, there's no magical test that you can do, but like like, you can rule out some side effects that you have nothing. And and I just immediately shut down and I was like, no, no, thank you. That's not what I'm interested in. We got the appointment done. I left and I'm like, this is the issue, like yes. with a lot of women having that conversation with their doctors that they're, of course, they're not really going to be super supportive of it. Um, and that was like my frustration. I was so mad after that appointment. I'm like, Oh, this is what the issue is for some people, you know? No. And I had a doctor appointment. And I literally came on TikTok, like crying, like immediately after. Cause I was like, I need to like talk about this. And like, 
I always mm-hmm. find that TikTok like it's kind of like such a safe space. Like at least like my account, right? Like I can just like go on there and chat with um, my viewers and stuff. And the doctor that I went to, like I explained like the full story, right? I came off birth control and I told him very clearly, like I felt miserable on this pill. Mm-hmm. You know, like I made it pretty clear, like I probably wouldn't want to feel like that again. Like reason yes. right? And I was like, you know, showing him my skin stuff, and he's like, yeah, we need to get you on Accutane like immediately. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. You know, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go on birth control again. I'm like, can we get like a blood test done? Like, I want to see like my hormone levels. Maybe if we see that like my estrogen levels are low or whatever it is, right? At least I can like go down that route and make sure I can try to balance like whatever hormone I'm like deficient in or whatever I have like, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, no, there's no need for that because like you would only have like hormonal issues if you're like pregnant or like going through menopause, like in your like thirties or forties. And I'm like, what? So the thing about hormone tests too, is that it's hard to people always, it's hard to test hormones because they're constantly. So if you get your blood work done one week, like on a Monday, it's probably going to be completely different than Friday on when you get your hormones tested. I mean, when you do get them tested, you can probably see whether you have severe deficiencies or like a huge production that will cause some like red flags. But if you're between a pretty broad range, they're like, you're good. Everything's, you know, and that's why that makes it so difficult. For sure. And I wanted to Mm -hmm. rule out those like extremes, you know, like first. So I was like, can I get my blood tested, you know, or at least like maybe I have like another deficiency, right? Like I used to be like pretty low on iron. I kind of like took supplements from them and I kind of got that, you know, so like I just wanted to check, like rule those boxes out. I wanted to see like, were there issues like with my gut? Like, did I have like a bacterial like gut issue or something, right? From like the birth control or was it maybe like a food allergy? Because I know allergies can develop like as you get older, like you cannot be allergic to something. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like, happen and it can react on your skin, right? He's like, no, like can't be anything like that. He's like, can't be hormonal. And I was like, well, the only thing I changed was coming off the birth control. Like I made that super clear. And he's like, no, can't be because of that. Like he's like, your only solution is Accutane. And I was like, okay, but I don't want to go on this because like I don't want it to, to affect like my mental health, my physical. Like it's hard on your body. So like, I just yeah. don't go through that. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes like all, like, he's like, all medications have side effects and you're just going to have to like bear that out if you want like your skin to clear up. And I was like, no, I shouldn't have to like do that, you know? And I was getting so frustrated, but I was trying to like, so myself, you know, like I was trying and like, in that moment, I kind of wished I like brought my mom with me to the doctor's appointment. Right, right. Like, tell this guy like no you know because I was sitting there yeah I was sitting there like uh, like trying not to like cry yeah. him and just trying to like compose myself because I just yeah. felt like so defeated yeah like you said and um he's like well and I was like I know it's really damaging like on your liver and he's like yeah but we would just like test you know like to make sure your liver is doing all right like every month or so while you're on it and he's like if there's too much damage we'll just take you off of it and I'm like oh, so we'll just wait till my liver is like done. Like this doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, yes. So at that point, like he like gave me the referral for like the dermatologist, whatever, but I just like, I was like done. Like I just like left and like went to my car and I was yeah. like, that was awful. And that's when yeah, I started really- doing my own research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I've been taking like nettle supplements for the past, like since like September, I take like two pills in the morning, two pills, and I also drink like nettle tea, spearmint tea, dandelion tea, and it's helped immensely. Like 
so so much yeah. it's literally just like yeah i mean your skin your glow every time i see your videos i'm like she is glowing <laughs> thank you just it, it's like there's a different you know kind of glow with you not only with your skin but you can just tell you know your confidence and stuff i mean you'll oh. have your good and bad days like we all do For but sure. whatever yeah. you're doing seems to be working really well well because also I'm like I knew this was the issue you know and now because I'm like using like natural things that are known to help regulate your hormones like obviously it's not perfect I still break out right but like I you know and those are like more like the typical like breakouts you get around your period or like from a product or the surface acne but like Mm -hmm. as far as like Cisco like I noticed like if I like miss a few days and like forget to take my like nettle supplements I break out like so I like know that this is like really helping me and then I started yeah. to like some other things to help like with my gut health and everything and just like cleanse that out and mm-hmm. it's like really really helping and now I'm looking more into like topical solutions for like the scarring left behind and those just like those like annoying pimples mm-hmm. that, like like to like yes. stay around for a while and, like okay. just, yeah the so ones that stay for like two weeks to a month yeah. and you're like why are you either come out or go away like we don't want you here yeah please <laughs> your time is done yeah. but uh yeah, yeah so that's kind of like the journey I'm on now but I have to say like I will not go on like a hormonal birth control ever again even like a non-hormonal IUD like it, no thank you you know and actually because of you I started natural cycles yay it's just the best it's the yeah. best I I love natural cycles this is not paid or sponsored at all no. people <laughs> Um, every video that I post, it's hard though. When you talk about stuff like that on social media, I love to talk about natural cycles because I, I, I've used it for the past, you know, year and year plus, and it's changed my life. I know that for sure. Um, you know, working with them has been super great, but it's hard because when I do post about it, people are like, oh my God, this is paid. This is sponsored. How can you believe this? Well, I'm like, it's, it's not, I would never do, I don't do that much, you know, paid sponsored content. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the best. I mean, you know, in any, cycle tracker whatever that you use is is going to be great you're going to learn no matter what um but I just love how in-depth natural cycles is I feel very confident with it and I just it's always predicting since the first time that I filled out the questionnaire it's like this is when we're going to predict your ovulation and we're going to predict your period and this was before I really started getting into like taking my ovulation strip tests and stuff like that where I was like okay let's see if they're good about my period and they were, I was like, wow, okay, this is weird. Cause I tried flow for a while. Flow was so wildly inaccurate. Did not work I found for that, me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't know, like you basically with natural cycles, you take your temperature, like the second you wake up in the morning and I need to like, I do need to be better about that. Cause sometimes like I just get up and I like you have so- an aura ring as well. I just got the aura oh, okay. ring. So cool, cool. I pair with aura ring, which has been super awesome. So I don't know if you guys know what an aura ring is, but basically it's a ring. It's kind of a little thick, but it's a ring that you put on. It tracks your sleep. It can track your steps, like activity workouts. Um, and also they just paired with natural cycles Aura ring did. Um, it's very pricey. I would say it's worth it, but it's, it's a huge chunk of change for sure. Um, so when you wake up, it automatically automatically you have to go into natural cycles and you'll just click sync with aura and it will just automatically upload your temperature so you don't have to take it which is nice um but sometimes it's hard to get into the routine of taking it in the morning and you forget like maybe you'll wake up and wash your face and eat and you're like oh my god I totally forgot to measure my temp um but once you keep creating a habit out of it it gets easier I keep it like right next to my bed so I like see it in the morning but I actually was gonna say that ring is cute so I didn't even know it was an aura (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the aura ring. Yeah, it's actually not bad. It's not bad. But once you put your temperature into natural cycles and it gives you a daily fertility status, so it basically gives you like a red or green yeah. day um, based off of your temperature because your temperature shifts throughout your um, cycle and it'll, you know, drop and dip a little bit right before slash when you're ovulating. It'll kind of get a little bit higher after that. So it really tells a lot kind of about where your body's at in your cycle, but you'll get a daily fertility status. A red day basically means you're more fertile and you should use protection if you are, you know, to get freaky. And then a green day is basically like, you're good to go. You don't have to use protection. You, they can do whatever, however you'd like to, you know, do that. You can do it. Um, and you're completely safe. And I think a lot of women don't understand because we're not educated. Of course we don't like, we have to learn this ourselves, which is bizarre because we're not taught this in schools, but the fact that like, you can't get pregnant 24, seven, 365 days a year. You can only get pregnant during when you ovulate, when you're fertile. And the fertile window is like, could be three to five days before you ovulate and up to 48 hours after everyone's body is different, of course. So that, you know, is going to vary on when they ovulate and for how long. Um, But if there's no egg there to, you know, fertilize, you can't get pregnant. So once you're done ovulating and it's right before your period, you know, right after your period, you're, you're good to go. But the overlap in the gray area is that, um, sperm can live inside of you for up to three to five days, sometimes a week, which is like, of course, like really like just that's, isn't that just fantastic. But it, um, (laughs) so that's kind of where it overlaps a little bit. If people are like, well, I got pregnant on my period. It, It wasn't on your period, but maybe you did the dirty at the tail end of your period, you know, they ended up doing their thing and it overlapped to and stayed inside to when you ovulated. So that's kind of like, and you know, the more, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that like natural family planning and, and tracking your cycle does work. It I does like, exactly. And you have to, you have to keep up with it and you have to use it perfectly but the same thing goes for a pill you know you have to use the pill perfectly in order for it to work you miss one day you can't double up the next day like some people do like we've all done it okay but like it doesn't work like that it doesn't just balance out so you've got to you know use it effectively in order for it to work but like I said, once it becomes like a habit of yours, it just is a lifestyle. Then it's like, yes. it's so funny because now I base my whole life around my cycle. Yes. Like people will ask me how I'm doing like close friends, obviously. And I'll be like, Oh my God, I'm feeling great. I'm ovulating. So I'm glowing. Like I feel, and I'll say where I'm at in my cycle. Like it's a, it's a part of well, my you entire identity. Yeah. You understand yes. why you feel a certain way, why you're more down one day, why you're yes. like better mood other things yeah. why your skin looks different why your hair looks different you know like everything mm-hmm. why your body looks different too because uh, like yes. I'm sure like you experience too like your body like physically like appearance wise changes so much in a month yes. like it's insane and I think mm-hmm. yeah like just educating yourself more around that is super important because it's not really talked about which is insane because mm-hmm. like, literally let's not say half the world's population is like women so like it's insane that like it's not really talked about and like kind of like taboo but also what I find crazy and we can like kind of move into this is how easily and how accessible I think birth control pills are and how easy it is to get on birth control without having like much knowledge about the effects that it can have you know and as we talked about like I wouldn't say I'm against birth control like I'm not going to go on it myself but if it works for you it works for you you know but it's like yeah there needs to be like more education on it because 
it's so easy to go to any doctor and say like I'm having bad cramps and the first thing that they'll say is let's do birth control and they'll prescribe it yes. to you that second without even saying yeah, like it's... well you have bad cramps mm-hmm. like let's just talk through it let's figure out like what's going on let's try like maybe something else that doesn't have to be as extreme you know and then mm-hmm. roll that all out like then birth control will kind of be like our last resort right so I just find yeah, that absolutely. and like from such a young age like I had so many friends like I started birth control when I was 18 but I had so many friends who like started yeah. off like 13 14 you mentioned like 15 right yeah. so, like and that like thinking back now like I'm I'm 21 now so thinking back I'm like mm-hmm. so young like that's so yeah it is really young and I totally agree with you that there needs to be definitely more, um, more sex education in general, better sex education in general, in regards to our own bodies, male, female, however you identify, there just needs to be way more education, especially yeah, in regards to birth control. You have a headache, you get migraines. Oh, you have cramps. Oh, you bleed a lot. Oh, your periods are really inconsistent. Let's just put you on birth control. Like that's kind of like the first thing. Yeah, skin yeah. issues, you have acne. Oh, no worries. This is perfect. All my like my patients go on this for you know, whatever. And it's like, of course, we're we're gonna listen to that because it's if it's gonna cure it in the moment, but we're also young for the most part. We don't really know oh. any better. But I will say over the past three to five years, there's been even in the past year, there's been a huge shift in um like a conversation with birth control and with, with everything. And it's been really incredible to see because personally, when I went off of it in 2020, I went off of it in November of 2020, um, beginning of my senior year. Um, nobody, I knew not a single soul that wasn't on birth control. All of my friends, my sister, any like fit, nobody that I knew that I could talk to was, um, you know, off of birth control. So I went through this journey completely alone and isolated. I had no idea like what, what I was going to be going through, which I kind of am glad because I kind of just experienced it in the moment. And I was like, wait, this is weird. Why am I feeling this way? Let me just like look up or do some research, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I might gain weight. I might get acne. And then, so I'm kind of glad that like at the time I didn't have all of these things that could have, you know, happened, um, you know, and going through it alone, it was, definitely super isolating because I couldn't turn to my friends and be like, Oh my God, did you ever feel like this? Or did this ever happen to you? Because nobody I knew was experiencing it. Um, so when I did share my birth control story, I feel like I, not me because people have been talking about it for a long time, but I feel like I opened up this kind of little tiny door of like the core, this corner of the internet, you know, with my followers and stuff of talking about it. I mean, the amount I've never, I mean, that's still my most, I think it's around like 8 million views or something. It's still my most viewed and like, it still gets comments on it to this day. And I posted it like over a year and a half ago. Um, but the amount of women who related to my story, who have the same experience, who like, you know, we're going through it currently, or, you know, it just completely, they were like, oh my God, I've been going through this. And I had no idea. Like, thank you so much. Or just even the conversations in the comments, people are like, this is what happened to me. And people respond and be like, oh my God, it happened to me. And just like the conversation around it has been really, really awesome to kind of see. Um, I do feel like a lot, a lot of women are getting on off of hormonal birth control now in the past year or two, a huge amount. Um, and I'll just say like my biggest advice for anybody getting off of hormonal birth control is to start to learn about 
your cycle, what different phases mean, like, you know, learning about temperature shifts, like you can't track your cycle while you're on birth control, because obviously hormonal birth control, um, stops you from ovulating. So it affects your temperature. It affects your entire cycle. You can't really track it while you're on, but get to know what is a cycle. What does the cycle look like? What will it possibly look like for you? And start to get into the habit of like, maybe tracking like how you feel and like, you know, some side effects that you're having or symptoms and stuff, but definitely start learning about it. So then when you get off, it's not like you're completely like, Oh my God, what do I do? What's happening? Like, what should I try? You know, get a cycle tracker app that you can, obviously we both use natural cycles and absolutely love it. You do have to pay for the subscription, but to me, it's worth every single penny. In my like opinion, you could do annually or you can do, um, monthly if you'd like. Um, but yeah, definitely learn your cycle, learn what a cycle is, you know, and when you ovulate, what happens to your body, you know, your different discharge, all of that has to do like what happens to your skin, your hair, like everything changes. And learning that is super, yeah, learning that I think is super, super important. So kind of put yourself through like a little like cycle 101 lesson, do your research. Um, and then when you get off of it, then you can kind of just ease into it. Be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Okay. It must be at this time of the month. Okay. Yeah, I am right. So you're not completely, you know, blind going into yes, it. For sure. And I like, I wish that I knew about like these more natural, like hormone, like balancers before because like I think it definitely would have kind of lessened the impact if I like started mm -hmm. drinking like one cup of like spearmint tea a day you know like maybe a month before I got off of it right and I, I did kind of like get off of it kind of on impulse I was just like I'm done you know yeah. so I didn't really know I was for it <laughs> but maybe after yeah. I like, made that decision to get off I could have like started that process a little earlier than like nine months later um because like doing something like that is like super easy personally like I love sweet tea like even how it tastes and stuff and I have people in my comments yeah. like, so good you know like I just have like a cup of yeah. cake or whatever and it literally makes such a big impact because it's just like it'll kind of balance out in any which way that you're like deficient or like have a surplus in like it will just kind of yeah. you know do a little bit there so I wish I had mm -hmm. known about that before and just yeah educate yourself you know about your cycle oh maybe some of the effects too that it could have like after getting off and just kind of like make your plan of like okay what am I going to do to just kind of help my body transition from you know mm -hmm. hell because I definitely think it's important yeah. and try to find a doctor that will listen to you and not just like tell you a different like birth control option because maybe there is one out there for you but if you in your body you don't feel like this is the right choice for you don't feel yes. absolutely I know a lot of women or people in general that definitely recommend if you don't you know if you don't have a good relationship with your doctor you haven't found one yet going to a naturopath is something that a lot of people recommend because they work super deep from within and it's not to my understanding I've never worked with one personally but mm -hmm. any of my clients or people that I know personally firsthand who have worked with them they're very much in support of it and also willing to work from within without pushing any type of medication on you. You know, I think they do offer it if, if you'd like, but it's yeah. more just really, you know, learning about foods and the impacts that that has on your hormones and, you know, movement and taking care of your mental health and all these different things that you can really do as well as supplements and vitamins that you can take to really help in areas that you are deficient. So that's definitely an option. I feel like for people who are interested, maybe just 
having at least a conversation with one, kind of getting a feel for it, if that's something that, you know, you're able to, um, to do, you know, during wherever time of your life you're at. Um, I definitely would suggest that's like probably the next option that I, I wish I would have again known at the time, I probably would have done that. Um, now that I kind of have like a way better understanding of my body and I kind of went through all the trial and error on my own, which was scary and a lot. Um, but I would definitely recommend a naturopath or somebody, you know, that you can at least just chat to about that. They, they, seem to have like a really good feel for that kind of stuff yeah and just kind of understanding that like everything is so interconnected right like I Mm -hmm. like whatever you put into your body right like it's going to definitely have effects every single day right and um I think it's so important because I think especially like in today's age like especially like with the food we eat like so much of it is like genetically modified and like with hormones and all this stuff so, and it's hard it's so hard to eat like super clean all the time because like I feel like, it's, like you literally need to be rich to like you know yeah, like yeah not, right like organic and like a natural you have to even, have then, mm-hmm. even then like you're not like growing them yourself in your like backyard you know like you don't know exactly, exactly. what's happening to them so it's hard um to kind of go that route and I I think nutrition is definitely important just kind of like trial and error but that's hard too to like pinpoint exactly what you know like I kind of I don't eat as much dairy um anymore but Mm -hmm. I still don't know for sure if that has a huge effect you know um it's just hard and like a lot of people in my comments will tell me like completely cut out sugar and that's like hard to do like I have a really bad sweet tooth but it's like hard to completely like you cut something you know um so it's very easy to like give those suggestions but I think just finding like things in moderation you know like absolutely like for me like I've noticed like when I if I drink alcohol I'm gonna break out if I like drink too much like milk yeah like I'm gonna break out but like I'm not gonna you know like if I go out on a Friday night I'm not like I'll have a drink with my friends you know and then just do like a face mask the next day you know like just find those like moderations like and Mm -hmm not everything has to be like to the extremes because I think it's super easy to like see a bunch of that advice online just like stop doing oh my gosh yeah they make it sound so easy and it's not it's not at all and also I think just you saying that like you saying that tells me you're really in tune with your body and I think that's the first step is just knowing you're like oh instead of standing there and being like why am I breaking out this is so weird like that's why am I, and, and kind of like asking why it's like, wait, what led me to this? Like, what did I do the past couple of days that could have maybe caused this flare up with my skin or maybe my digestion? Like I'm super gassy and bloated. Like what did I have over the past 48 hours that kind of like maybe, have, and that's kind of where I feel like you can really start. That's free. And it's, it's easy. I mean, it does take a little bit, you have to have like a little bit of time to like mentally kind of sit down with yourself and kind of just be like, all right, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing? Right. But that's the first step is just being in tune with your body and like knowing like, okay, wow. After I had dairy, I blew up like a balloon or I broke out really badly or I was so gassy. Like I could not control it. And then it's like, okay, well I have like a huge milkshake, you know, earlier that makes, you know, you can start pulling things out and kind of go from there, you know, and then see, okay, I haven't had dairy for a week. I haven't really broken out. I'm like way less bloated. I feel much better. Okay. That's probably it. And kind of just go from there. You know, you don't have to go to the extremes and everything, you know, everything in moderation, live your life, have your fun. Um, if you want, like have the milkshake, like at least, you know, like, exactly. I'm going to feel a little more bold, you know, like you're just going to know, like, you know, like, um, if I eat a lot of like, 
sodium or have like a bag of chips one night like I know my skin's gonna be super dry and puffy the next day like I just know that now right so it's like you don't have to completely avoid it but like knowing it is definitely super helpful and I think the big things to look at are like your sleep you know like was I getting a lot of sleep this week was I like you know because that has a huge effect was that like my stress levels every time I get stressed like an exam season comes around the corner my skin like flares up like crazy yeah oh yeah stressed you know and like when you're stressed I feel like you're not eating as well like it's just like all you're not eating as well yeah full circle yeah yeah like look at those things like the food you're eating right like the drinks you're having like everything has an effect right and I feel like even like the environment like I noticed even a huge difference in my skin when I moved into the apartment I'm in now compared to my parents Mm -hmm. house it's like a lot drier in the apartment you know so it's like there's so many things like your environment what you're putting into your body so much can change I just think like kind of yeah like as you said like being aware of like those changes in your day-to-day life can really Mm -hmm. help pinpoint and kind of learn more about your body every single day which is which is super cool that we can like do that once you kind of get into that routine of you know making like mental notes of like what your body likes and it doesn't it it's definitely helpful Absolutely. And you bringing up sleep. I mean, this is something I talk about forever, but sleep, you guys, sleep is so important. It is the number one thing you have got to prioritize in your life above fitness, above nutrition, above water intake. If you do not have a good sleep schedule, it will literally, that is the first domino to fall to make the rest of the dominoes go down the line. And and it's almost sad because like, exactly. And it's sad because I feel like people see sleep as a luxury and totally in some senses, like you can't always, depending on like, if you have a family, what kind of jobs you have, like where you're at in your life, sometimes you have to you you have to sacrifice yeah, your sleep, but if there's one thing to prioritize, exactly, it's it's your sleep. And I tell my clients that too. If they went on a weekend long bender, or maybe they just have had really bad sleep, or their work has been off, or whatever. Like I have a lot. I work with a lot of nurses, so they're like a lot of flipping from night to day shift, and it's so it throws off their body so much. So they're super bloated. They're breaking out. They're very fatigued. They can't take down their nutrition because their you know diets all messed up and stuff. And I tell them, I'm like the first thing I want you to do is sleep. Like, I don't care if you get your workouts in, I don't care if you're getting your nutrition or whatever, get your sleep first. And we'll chat once you feel well-rested and kind of attack this next week together, because it's just, it's so important. That's a, that's a little tangent I had to go on because I need the people to know of everything. If you are tired and your body is telling you to rest and you have the opportunity to sleep, sleep as much as you freaking can. Like, do not worry about getting in your workout or eating perfectly or whatever you have to do. Like prioritize your sleep first. Absolutely. And I like, I have such a like busy schedule all the time. So it's sometimes I do definitely, you know, forget about that. And I'm like, okay, I'll just like sleep less hours tonight. But Mm -hmm. I find every time I do that for a little too long and I push myself a little too much, I get sick instantly yes wake up yeah. oh yeah oh, I'm just like oh, and, then, and I have to mm-hmm. sleep. like then I can't work then I can't work out then I you know so it's like your mm-hmm. body like is really just telling you like oh like, you didn't want to take like a few more hours to sleep then because you didn't have time now I'm putting you to bed for a week and you can't right. yeah like, yes exactly so like now you have love to that yeah so that yeah. Like, happens to me so now like when I'm starting to feel a bit down I'm just okay like I'm just gonna like take a few hours because like 
otherwise I'm going to get sick and then I'm going to be for a whole week. So exactly. It's worth it. The few hours will help you struggling for a month. Like those few hours you've got to take over you being sick and tired for like two weeks straight, you know? Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, before we close this off, I did want to ask you because I'm asking everyone I've had on, um, mm-hmm. and you've maybe seen my videos. I always tell people to like say one thing they like really love about their skin or their body or whatever it is that day. So I wanted to ask you that: what's something that you've really been liking about like yourself or your skin, your body, whatever mm-hmm. it is? You've just been really loving. Yes, it. yes. I have to say that I love this new womanly figure that I have kind of accepted, I would say, and grown into. I used to be a size small at the beginning of my health and fitness journey. And I was like 18, 19 years old when I was starting. And I always found myself comparing myself to that younger version of of me, but I'm like, almost I'm pretty much 24 and over these past six to eight months, I would say that I really have accepted the fact that like I'm now a size large in like 60% of my clothes. Of course, you know, women's sizing is just horrible. Sometimes I'm like a 12, sometimes I'm an eight, sometimes it's just all messed up. But for, for the most part, I'm like a good large, like I'm a medium large, I'm a size eight, 10. Sometimes I have to go up to a 12 and bottoms and I'm really happy with it because I live a balanced lifestyle. I feel very balanced hormonally. I'm you know, having fun, but I'm also fueling my body with good nutrition. I'm, you know, getting my workouts in when I can, and I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm not living a life comparing myself. I'm kind of like, that's kind of the phase of, of life that I'm in right now. And I would have to say my new shape, I just love it. I just feel like I'm more a woman. Like I'm a young woman. I'm not a young girl anymore. And I want all the, the young women listening, you know, to, to this is just like accept and learn to love. Like if you have a little bit of extra love on your body, that means there's more to love about you. Okay. And that's not a bad thing. It's a good (laughs) thing. You know, it's never, never a bad thing. And really just kind of, you know, take where you're at now and just, you know, learn to accept and and love your body that you have and stop trying to compare yourself to, to the younger version of you, because you are just, just fine the way you are. And, you know, just love that's, I don't know, people say it's a second round of puberty and some people say that doesn't exist, but that second round that you go through where it's like early, mid, late twenties. Yes. It's, it's a crazy time and it's a hard time and it happens very quickly all of a sudden. And you're like, Whoa, what's going on? But I would say that's, that's definitely the thing that I love most about myself is just this new shape and new figure and kind of new perspective and mindset that I have with myself. And I'm like, Oh yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm like, okay, I'm a size large now. And then I check out my, my booty. I'm like, yeah, that's why, that's yeah. why I'm a size large. I've got some more, <laughs> you know, junk in the trunk. It's not yeah. a bad thing, no, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's what I would have to say about that. Mm-hmm. I love that and I think that's so important because it's definitely like I look back at photos of myself in like high school and I'm like I was literally like a twig and I can't say like I yes. was eating like a balanced diet then or you know like I was like 16 mm-hmm. whatever so right um eating whatever yeah yeah and I was like that's just how I looked and I wasn't necessarily taking care of my body more than now you know I probably work mm-hmm. out way more now than I ever did then and that's just how I looked then mm-hmm. I look back at photos and I'm like holy like I was thin and yeah like over this past year you know I put on more muscle my you know like I remember when I moved out into this apartment I was like trying on a bunch of clothes because I didn't want to take like everything with me and you know if it doesn't fit like I'm not I'm just gonna get rid of it so I was really cleaning out my closet 
and I tried on a bunch of jeans and I got really in my head because I'm like oh my gosh like they're all so tight like I can't even button them up and I like got in this really dark space and then I realized well, like yeah. well like I've been squatting I've been like hip thrusting I've been doing yeah so I'm like yeah obviously these jeans don't fit anymore they're like tight jeans you know like yeah I'm not a skinny girl like skinny jean girl anymore like I wear like more like wide leg pants or you know like those just fit my body better now and I was like wait like I've been working out to achieve these goals and now I'm upset that my like jeans don't fit like of course they don't fit you know so please remember that clothes are you know you're not supposed to fit into clothes clothes are supposed to fit you and your body's always going to be changing always and you know you've got that's why for me i'm like investing in a good pair of jeans is great but i find myself having to get new shorts and jeans every year because it's like my body is constantly changing and that's okay like fitting into jeans from two years ago it probably would not even fit around my calf like and that's okay like my body changed a lot like of course you know always remember like it's you're not supposed to squeeze into clothes just try to find clothes that fit you and and you know where you're at that's that's the biggest thing like don't try to wear those those old things you know it's not you and you'll mm-hmm. feel so much better and more confident in those clothes that will fit yes. you and fit your body the way yes. it's to look and I think that's really important too because I, I get a lot of comments saying like oh you know you talk about skin positivity and all this stuff but it's like acne is like not normal like they're like aren't you trying to like heal it like why are you, you know and I always say like okay yes I'm like working to heal my skin but like does that mean I should be miserable and like hate myself from the time like you know, like from now I right. have clear skin, like, no, like I can love how I look now. And I can also love how I look when I do have clear skin. I can still be on this journey. And I think that goes the same with like fitness too. And this mm-hmm. whole, like, I think there's been like a whole body positivity movement definitely in the last yes. like few years. And I think what's really mm-hmm. important is like, because it's really complicated and there's a lot to like body positivity and all but I think you know you can have goals in mind you can have like a certain physique you're trying to like obtain and stuff and like all these things in the gym or with your eating or with whatever it is but I think just loving yourself at every stage is what's important because like looking thinner or like putting on more muscle or like you know getting through skin isn't really what's going to make you truly happy like those are such like superficial things like yes going to the gym makes you really happy or like you know like makeup like it makes me really happy like stuff like that makes you happy but like and having those goals is what like drives you but like once you get there it's not like a guarantee that you're going to be happy and like confident in your body you got to like work that yeah absolutely I couldn't agree with that more and honestly it just this is what I tell any like new clients like if I'm on a consultation call and stuff like that I always ask like you know what are where do you want to see yourself in two or three months down the line and you know it's it goes to show a lot where people are at kind of where they're at mentally if they're if you're trying to chase physical goals and numbers you I'll guarantee you're going to live in a constant state of defeat and comparison because no matter what whether we are at the fittest we've ever been or the happiest or clearest skin we've ever had we're always going to look in the mirror and pick apart the things that we don't love it's just how we are as human beings it comes along it's not what we signed up for but it's what we get and we're always going to be like I wish I did this better I wish I could change this I wish that I didn't have this or my skin was like this we're always going to do that and that's something you just kind of have to accept but if you're constantly chasing that physical you know look or numbers or something you'll just be constantly defeated because when you change your mindset of focusing on how you feel and getting into a routine instead of like 
numbers of like how you killed your workout or something, the routine of it, like getting ready for it, maybe throwing on yeah. some makeup, drinking your pre-workout, having your playlist jamming, yeah. like actually physically doing the movement and then going home and having that whole thing. That is Area. what you fall yeah. in love with. Yes. And that's what you should want to work towards, yeah. you know, focusing right. on yeah. how you feel instead of how you look, because you'll never be, I mean, like, we'll always be like, oh my gosh, I look good or whatever. But, you know, I feel like nobody's ever fully, fully satisfied with anything in their life, oh, you know, yeah. in, in financially, emotionally, physically, yes. mentally. Um, so just kind of accepting that and learning to, to start from within and know that like, yeah, you'll have your days where you look in the mirror and you're like, oh no, I do not like what I'm seeing, yeah. but hopefully you can find a place where a majority of the time, you know, because you're in a good routine and you're like, oh, you feel good because you got your morning routine that you love to do down and you did yeah. it. And then you're like, now I'm conquering this and doing that. And it all just kind of falls together. So yeah, always, always focus on what's, what's within first. Exactly. And I think it's so important, like whether it's like physical or like, let's say like situational in life, like you're like, okay, it, I'll be happy when I make X amount of money a year, or I'll be happy when my skin or I'll be happy, right. when, you know, 10 pounds thinner or whatever it is. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. once you get there, you're going to find something else to not be happy about, you know, you're going to exactly. get skin and then you're going to be like, oh, actually I'll be happy when my hair looks like this or when, you know, my body looks exactly. and it's like, you're always going to find the next thing to pick yourself on. Mm -hmm. and I think what you said there is like, not every day is going to be a hundred percent. And there's going to be days where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I don't look the best today, but yes, like you have to come, comes back to like knowing yourself. Right. And like knowing, okay, I don't feel my best today, but what can I do to just like bring up my mood a little bit more or set myself up to have a really good day tomorrow, you know? And it's like, okay, exactly. you know, I'll throw on a bit of makeup, make myself feel a little more cute, curl my hair, you know, get like a workout. And maybe you don't feel like super motivated to like have like a super heavy lift day. Maybe you'll just like go for a walk or do something yes. that day to prep yourself like for the next day or for like the rest of the day to feel a little bit better. And I think that's what's so important mm -hmm. because it's very easy to like look online and be like, wow, like these people are so happy every day. They're just like living their best life. And it's like, no, like I have shit days, but it's like, you have to just keep that positive mindset, even when you're in those bad times and you can let yourself, you know, have your moment of feeling super down, but you can't let that yeah. on and like ruin the rest of your day. You know, you have to like, let yourself be upset over whatever it is and then like pick yourself back up again. And that's really how you can like, yes grow your confidence and like start training honestly like the way you go to the gym and train certain muscles you really have to train your mind into like yes. training to have a positive mindset each and every day absolutely and knowing that some days you will take the l and that is okay not every day you're gonna you're gonna you know win the day and stuff oh. but the biggest thing is that even if you feel off that's why building a routine is so important yeah. because it makes you feel accomplished no matter yes. what I'm talking like morning routine and breaking it down to like yes. making your bed, doing your full skincare, you know, taking care of your hygiene, doing yeah. that. You know, if you like to journal or meditate or pop on a podcast or do your workout in the, or whatever, sticking to that is what is going to bring you through the hard times because you may not feel great doing it, but you did it. And that's what matters most. And that's, yeah. what's like so important in any journey that you go on is to continue to stick to your routine, um, and showing up for yourself in that aspect. Even if you don't feel good, you end oh, the day yeah. and you're like, okay, I did 
pretty much mostly what I usually do. I just didn't really feel great about myself. Yeah. Wake up next day and you'll just get to repeat it with a yeah. new, fresh mindset. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And I guess, so I asked you like something you love about your skin or like love about your body. And I do want to ask you what's something that you've kind of been maybe picking at yourself about and how are you kind of working to get yourself mm -hmm. back to that like positive mindset? Yeah, I would say actually recently, um, just like social media is hard. <laughs> Again, it's that double-edged sword of like, I don't feel like I have a place to really feel like, of course, everything's relative, right? We all go through our own struggles and, and whatnot, but I feel like I'm having a really hard time um, being present. I find that um, there's two realities that we live right now. And one is through social media. And one is when you're actually just sitting down present in the moment. Yeah. And I really feel super consumed with my reality being only social media because I want to, you know, keep providing content. Every time I'm out, I always think of something like, oh my God, I should film this. I should film yeah. that. And it's just like, constantly, like boom, boom, bam. Or like when I get home, I'm going to do this haul. Like, oh my God, I got an Amazon package, which means I need to film. It's like all these silly things. It and it's like, that is because coming I'm like sharing so much of my life which I love but being able to kind of pull back and make sure that I am present in the moment and really just living you know not having to show up all the time on social media you know if I don't feel like I'm being okay with that and not getting stressed about it or anything and the way you know I'm working through that is you know being super open about it with like my close friends so they can kind of give their perspectives and help me through it and also with my boyfriend Nash he's always so helpful he's like okay you really like you're at your breaking point you do need to take a step back like I'm telling you you've just got to take a step back and I'm like okay you're right and you know doing that but that's something that I've just been dealing with mentally. Um, and then I just feel like I can't be feeling that way because I feel so, so incredibly lucky to work for myself, to yes. be a personal trainer and online fitness coach and post on social media. And, and my career is sharing my life and, mm -hmm. and also helping, you know, clients all around the world. And I'm like, how can I complain when I people have to show up to a nine to five and they, they have to put on a good face, whether they feel this way or not, you know, yeah. and it's, it's this constant imposter syndrome battle that I'm going through. Um, yeah. you know, so it's, it's hard. I feel like a lot of people can, can relate to that, but it's, it's something I'm going through right now and I'm just trying to, to figure it out, but Nash and I are moving soon. We're staying locally here in Reno, where we're at in Reno, Nevada. A lot of people don't know where that it's, it is, but it's next to Lake Tahoe. If you guys know where that is. Um, but we're moving soon. I'm turning 24 tomorrow. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's a lot of fresh new starts. And that's kind of how I'm, I'm like, what is going to happen soon? That I can really just shift and change and just start fresh and really, you know, get control of that, but definitely putting a time limit on my apps. I always have a time limit on Instagram and TikTok every single day. I have like a total each it's like a four hour time limit total, like for both of them. So like, you know, two and two, and I really, really try, there's a lot of days where I'm like skipping it. I'm like, Nope, ignore it for the day or whatever. But I try my best to kind of limit my time on, on social media as much as I can. I think that's super important. And the whole, like being kind of present in the moment is super important. I was just in LA for a brand trip and like you put like a bunch of influencers and content creators in a room and it's like, we're all like Wild. getting the content, you know, like all like filming. Isn't it the most bizarre experience it to be in a room crazy. full of content creators? It's like everybody's living through. And that's why I'm like, oh, this is so like, honestly, I need to be Here. under some kind of 
turn out to be talking about this, but it's like everybody's living through a different reality. And yes. it's like you're all in this room, but everybody has their cameras out and they're vlogging. And it's such a weird, it's yeah. a weird experience. And then like <laughs> that's super know. exciting. Thank you. But um, yeah, like it was, it was amazing, but like, it was definitely something that I thought about because even like, I was very stressed about the trip because I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get enough content like at this event or, you know, like, yeah. like something cool happened at the event and I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't get that on camera. And it's like, okay, but like, you're here, like enjoy it. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe like you won't have it on camera to like show your viewers, but like, you can just like talk about it and like share your experience. Yeah. And just like live in the moment and see it because like this night is going to go by so fast and it's like it was mm-hmm. like a lifetime opportunity so I was just like just like be here you know and okay. I was trying to like film so much but it's like at the same time like you know I'll have lots of time to film when I'm back like in like Cal- mm-hmm. like you know like doing my regular thing so it's like it's exactly. okay. yeah so um it's definitely like I, I think it's interesting that you brought that up because um it's definitely something that I think is super important and we should all just try to kind of be more present in our day-to-day lives and not yes. switch mm-hmm. their phone will be there you know it'll be there later yes okay it'll be there and I can tell you that taking a social media break or a cleanse like I've taken a lot like I always have to take one every other month like taking a whole like weekend off um, which doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it is, it feels like forever, but yes. you know, when you get back on, you don't miss anything. Every single time I've gotten back on, you never miss anything important. If it's that important, it's going to be on the news yeah. and your friends or family or whoever that you talk to will tell you about it, but you yeah. never, ever miss anything significant. Exactly. And know, I, it can like, wait. I think as a content creator, you're like, oh my gosh, well, I, like, I, I have a schedule like I tell like for me like I post on TikTok every day I post on YouTube mm-hmm. once a week so I'm like if I don't post my YouTube video this week like what's gonna happen and it's like okay I am not that important no one is gonna like start like calling the police because I didn't post a video yeah, yes like, no, no one's gonna, gonna hunt you down and be like why didn't you post your YouTube yeah, probably no one's even gonna like check you know because like a lot of people just like have their notifications or they're like see your video on their for you page like nobody will notice like I'm not that relevant yes. so I was like you know and then mm-hmm. just take that day off and mm-hmm gonna be okay so I think it's definitely okay super super important yeah yeah but Mm -hmm, absolutely I feel like we could talk literally forever I'm definitely gonna have to have you on for part two because there's so much please oh my gosh (laughs) yeah no please come on again because there's so much we can keep deep deep diving to I you know this was so much Mm -hmm. fun there's so much I can talk to you about um I think there's definitely a lot that we can lay on and you know not only being in this space but also kind of like running your own business and like kind of figuring out what you want to do with your life and the birth control stuff and just everything there's so much that we can talk about we'll definitely have to do some type of part two but to anyone listening for tuning in thank you so much Sophia for coming on to loud talk it was such such a pleasure to have you on and I hope you had fun (laughs) Um, oh I did thank you so much I feel so honored again this was my first time doing something like this but have me on literally whenever I was so happy to talk talk about all the different things but thank you so much for having me on and keep inspiring like you are seriously changing lives even if it feels like you aren't you, you know, you don't have a huge impact. You do like, even if it's just with one person, like you are seriously so, so inspirational. And I, I feel super honored and lucky to, to have this opportunity to chat with you today. 
Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this episode of Loud Talk with Lavi. Remember, guys, to always just stay confident, stay positive, and most importantly, to stay loud. Thank you, Sophia, for coming on. That's it for this episode. Make sure to go watch the YouTube version if you haven't and you're just listening on a streaming platform. We do record the video version as well, so go check that out on the Loud Talk with Lavi YouTube channel. If not, we are on all streaming platforms right now, and we even have these short versions on YouTube, shorts, um, Instagram reels, and TikTok as well. So lots of places to watch the pod. So thank you so, so much. And that's it for this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye guys.